Hey everyone, we are here. We are ready to roll today. New Hope Radio, thank you for joining me today. New Hope Radio on 1590 AM dial 92.7 FM. That's WARV. Also on Facebook at newhopecc.tv. I think we're on YouTube too at newhopecc.tv. I want to welcome all you Facebookers. Get on board. If you got a comment or a question, send it in. We'll do the best we can to address that. We'll read the comment. We'll answer the question. Okay? All right. Don't forget, you can catch these programs later on at the Hope Club Podcast. That's all you're looking for online, the Hope Club Podcast. You'll get these messages also on our website at newhopecc.tv. Scroll down, and all of our messages are there as well. We've been talking this week about why is the world in such a terrible condition. Why is that? You look around, it's like, really? It's crazy. How did everything get so crazy? You know, it's always been. It's always been crazy. And you know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because of sin. Oh, that's a word nobody likes to hear. Nobody likes to hear the word sin. That's the problem. Maybe the other side of the problem is inattention to God. How about that? in attention to our Lord, to our Creator, to our Savior. That's why the world is in the condition that it's in. And we're going to talk today about the remedy. Oh yeah, there is a remedy for the sin problem. There's a remedy for the condition of the world. We're going to see that today right here on New Hope Radio. We noted the other day that there are three stages to our awareness. You can believe. That means to accept something is true. You can disbelieve. That means to reject it. Or you can doubt. And that's to waver between the two. You know, it's like, I don't know if I believe. I don't know if I don't believe. So you doubt. Kind of go back and forth between the two. And you know, that's what brought sin into the world. You know what brought sin in? Wasn't believing, it wasn't disbelieving. It was doubting. Doubting did it. God said to Adam and Eve in the garden, listen, you can have all the trees, but you see that one in the middle? That's mine. Just stay away from that one. Don't eat from that one. Satan shows up on the scene. He gets her to doubt. Did God really say that? Come on, Eve, really? I don't know now, now that you mention it. I don't know if he really said that. So what happened? The woman saw that the tree was good for food. It was a delight to the eyes. Nice looking tree. It was desirable. Oh yeah, to make one wise. So what happened? She ate it. She ate the fruit. She gave some to Adam. He ate it too. So what happened? Sin came into the world. And that's why the world is in the condition that it's in today. What happened? We have become flawed. F-L-A-W-E-D. Flawed. Depraved. And it affected every part of us, like we said. Our intellect. Our perception. Our heart. Our mind. Everything about us has become depraved. And we make decisions from a depraved heart. And what happens? Bad results. Bad results 
always come from the decisions that are made from a depraved heart. That's why there is a remedy. Thank the Lord that there is a remedy for depravity. And we're going to take a look at that remedy today. But before we do, I want to talk about a couple of things. Number one, this affects us personally. You know what it's called? Personal sin. And personal sin, like we said, it's missing the mark. Missing the mark. Sometimes it's doing the wrong thing. Sometimes it's not doing the right thing. James said it. To the one who knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it, to him it is sin. So don't just think about, well, I didn't do that, but it's what you didn't do that matters as well. We have an inherited sin nature. We're all equal when it comes to this. Every single one of us. That's why we have a need to be born of God. Born of God. Because our conscience, our intellect, our will, our heart, our spirit, the whole person is depraved. So when Adam and Eve sinned, they took upon themselves a sin nature. When we're born, we are born with what is called an imputed sin nature. That means that that sin nature, though we didn't do anything to deserve it, it was given to us. Now, somebody says, that's not fair. I didn't do anything to get this sin nature. Why is it imputed to me? Well, I'm going to tell you why it's fair. Because when Jesus Christ came and lived a perfect life and died for the sins of the world, he offered you, he took your punishment and he offered you salvation. You didn't do anything to, do, to deserve that either. So even though you didn't do anything to inherit a sin nature, you didn't do anything to inherit forgiveness and the divine nature as well. Paul said in Romans 5.18, So then, as through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men, even so through one act of righteousness there resulted justification of life to all men. So you see, here's how it works. You didn't do anything to deserve the sin nature, but you didn't do anything to deserve righteousness. Now, if you say, well, if I didn't do anything to deserve the sin nature, then why do I need righteousness? Let me tell you something. You would have sinned anyway. And then you would have been in real trouble. So that's why God has given us a way out. He's given us a remedy for sin. That's what I want to talk about today. The remedy. There is a beautiful way out of sin. Okay? Now, in 1 John chapter 1, becoming a Christian doesn't mean that we're free from sinning. Okay? Some people believe they don't sin anymore after they're saved. Well, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. We all sin after we're saved. Wouldn't you say? Every single one of us. We all say the wrong thing. We all do the wrong thing at one time or another after we're saved. So what did John say? He said, if we say that we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves. And the truth is not in us. So we say, listen, we all have it. 
No, no, no one's exempt. But then he continued. If we confess our sins, here comes the good part. He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So what's he saying? That even though we have sin, if we acknowledge it to God, God will cleanse it and God will forgive it. And we can go on. You see, God knows our frame. He knows that we're made of dust. He doesn't expect us to be more than what we can be. But he has made a remedy for that. And what is a remedy? Forgiveness through the shed blood of Christ. That's it. John said in verse 10, If we say that we have not sinned, uh uh-oh, we make God a liar, and his word is not in us. So yes, even after salvation, we still commit acts of sin, but there's always, get it now, always forgiveness. Oh, I like that. There's always forgiveness. You acknowledge it. Oh God, I did it again. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. And God acknowledges it and accepts it and gives forgiveness. So you see, we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to walk with God. I want you to think of the Christian life as a lifestyle. Not as something you do once in a while, but as a lifestyle. Okay? Because here's what John said in 1 John 1, 7. If we walk in the light, as he himself, a reference to Christ, is in the light, a couple of things happen. You know what happens? We have fellowship with one another. That's good. And the blood of Jesus' Son cleanses us from all sin. So there's that cleansing power, that cleansing agent. You walk in the light. What does it mean to walk in the light? How about this? Let your steps be guided by the Word of God. Check what you're going to do with Scripture first. Does the Bible allow it? If the Bible allows it, okay. If the Bible says, well, you know, that's a forbidden act. You don't do that. Then you don't do it. And you walk in the light. And why is it we can be forgiven? Because the shed blood of Christ has atoned for all of our sins. That's why. Now, there are some preventives for sin. There are some things that we can do to keep us straight. And an uncomfortable, as uncomfortable as a vaccination may be, right? A lot of talk about vaccinations these days. It's not nearly as bad as the illness, right? You get the shot, you're sick. You go to the doctors, you get antibiotics and a shot, and you start to get better. Nobody likes needles. Nobody likes shots. But they're better than the sickness. So God has given us some vaccinations, some preventives against the sickness of sin. And we might find it uncomfortable. We might find it inconvenient. But again, it's not nearly as bad as the consequences of sin. Okay? And that's what we want to remember. That what God gives us for remedies, whether we like them or not, are not as bad as the consequences. Now, let me give you a few of God's remedies for sin. 
Number one, it's his word. His word, the guidebook, <laughs> the book of life. You know, in Psalm 119, verse 11, here's a good memory verse. Thy word have I hidden my heart. See, that means you hear the word of God and you store it away and you keep it. And why did he do that? That I might not sin against thee. That's why. The psalmist said, I'm hiding God's word in my frame of reference so I won't sin against God. That every time I'm tempted in a particular area, the Holy Spirit will bring to my remembrance that scripture. And that scripture is going to convict me. And I'm not going to do the wrong thing. I'm going to do the right thing. It's still a choice. You know, that scripture might convict you and you say, I don't care, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, that's another problem. But God's word, it's a vaccination. It's a preventive against personal sin. That's one, that's one benefit. We have another thing going for us, the intercession of Christ. How often do you think about Jesus praying for you? Think about that. You know, in John chapter 17, Jesus is praying. And he said, I do not ask you, Father, to take them, speaking of his, of his disciples, out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. So Jesus is praying for his disciples that they would have protection against Satan. Now, I'm going to believe that as disciples of Christ, that prayer is still being prayed for us today. Would you believe that? I would believe that. I would believe that that prayer is still being prayed for us. That Jesus is still praying that we would be protected from the evil one. Why not? Why not? He loves us the same way he loved all of the other disciples. He wants us to be spared. He wants us to be fruitful, right? He wants us to be alive for him. So he's, he's praying for you. If you ever felt totally alone, remember that Jesus, oh yeah, he's praying for you. And don't forget that. And he's praying that you would be protected from the evil one. So you get two things going for you so far. You get the word of God, which you learn, which will convict you. Then you've got the prayer life of Jesus to protect you. Then we've got the Holy Spirit. The Holy, Holy Spirit. If any man is thirsty, Jesus said, let him come to me. And drink from his innermost being. And drink. And from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. One thing about sin. You know what it does? It kills you. You know what the Spirit does? It refreshes you. Oh, it makes you alive. You know, when you're filled with the Spirit, you're alive. You feel alive. You want to live life. The Spirit is not a deadening factor. There's a lot of deadheads in the world today. Do you notice that? A lot of hotty ha ha's. Why are they such deadheads? Because they're void of the Spirit. Spirit makes you alive. Alive for life. Alive for love. Alive for purpose. 
alive for living. That's what the Spirit does. Out of your innermost being flows rivers. You're not dripping. <laughs> You're not little droplets. You're a flowing river. Oh, a river is what? Powerful. Refreshing. Beautiful. People love rivers. It just, there's something about them. And imagine out of you flowing the water of life. God's water. That's what the Holy Spirit will do for you. Oh, it's so important that we do everything we can to avoid the power of the sin nature. This is powerful. And the seduction of Satan. Because he's a sneaky little creature. Oh, he certainly is. And his job is to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's what he wants to do. That's what he does. So we've got some things going for us. Get the Word of God. You know, make a commitment to learn the Word of God. Are you in a church that teaches the Word of God? If so, beautiful. If not, you got to find one. Because what good is church if you're not learning Scripture? You know what good it is? No good. It's no good. There are churches today that don't even believe in the Bible. <laughs> they call themselves Christian churches. They don't even believe in the Scriptures. They believe some of the Old Testament stories. Oh, they're nice stories, but that's all they are. They're stories. They're not truth. Really? I'm like, man, run. <laughs> run from that. That's not a church. Run as fast as you can. The intention of the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones, that to do what? Learn Scripture. That's why God gave us his word, to learn it. Scripture is not for a select few. It's for the congregation. It's for everybody. Learn the word of God. It directs your steps. Okay, number two. Remember, Jesus prays for you. Oh, he's for you. He's not against you. He's on your side. You're not alone in this. You're not alone in this battle. In this journey, he's, he's cheering you on. And he even sent the Holy Spirit. Remember what he said to the disciples? If I don't go away, the Spirit cannot come. But when I go away, I'm going to send them to you. Who's the Spirit? He's the comforter. He's the guide. He's the teacher. He's the dunamis, the power. The supernatural power to live the supernatural life which is the Christian way of life. You cannot live the Christian life in the flesh. It's impossible. can't be done. It's like you can't walk in space without a spacesuit. It can't be done. You need a spacesuit to be in space. Well, you need supernatural power to live a supernatural life, which is the Christian life. And that comes from what? The Holy Spirit. He's the dunamis, the dynamite. He empowers us to live in what the Bible says. Oh, now I see how it works. God gives me his word. He teaches me. Then he empowers me by the Holy Spirit to abide in what I'm learning. Outside of the Spirit, I cannot abide in the Scriptures. Supernatural word. Supernatural life. I need supernatural power. So let's wrap this up today. Sin is simply 
broken fellowship with God, right? I'm not in union with God. I'm not in fellowship with him in a relational experience. But it's also broken fellowship with the family of God because I'm not in the light. If I'm not in the light, as John said, I can't have fellowship with others. So now I look at the world, right? Look at the disfellowship. Look at the broken fellowship that's going on in the world. We've got nation against nation, culture against culture, race against race, all broken fellowships. Why? People are outside of walking in the light. You got to get back in the light. It's all because of the absence of God. The very thing that people want to remove, God, is the very antidote to the world's problems. It's the solution. It's like, I want to get better on my own. Don't give me any medicine. How's that going to work? How's that going to work out? That's not going to work out at all. It's not. So the medicine, the antidote for the problems of the world, is the presence of Christ in our lives. That will bring everything back together again. That's why in the millennial kingdom, it's going to be all believers to start. And it's going to be peace and joy and love. Why? Because we're walking in the light. We've all got the Spirit. And we have a oneness with God. And we have a oneness with one another. Now, how cool is that? If people in the world could only get a hold of that, man, it's right there. So, it's a a simple solution. There's a simple solution to sin. And it's Christ. And His Word. And the Holy Spirit. There it is. So sin can not only ruin your life, which in many cases it has. It's ruined marriages. People have lost jobs. They've handicapped themselves. They've lost their lives because of sin. And therefore, it also affects others. See, no one sins to themselves. Whatever sin you commit, it always has an effect on other people. And that's why the world is in the condition that it's in. So there's our threefold remedy for sin. The scriptures, the word of God, the presence of Christ in our lives, and the power of the Holy Spirit. If you can get those three three things going in your life, you've got a greater advantage of being victorious in this life. There's a greater advantage of being victorious. And pray that people in the world would recognize that. Oh, pray that they would. When we come back next time, we're going to talk about the salvation of man, how God loves us so much that he had a plan. And the plan was to bring salvation and forgiveness to man so he can be restored back to his relationship with God and live a life of peace and live a life of joy. So that's going to be in our next broadcast. I want to remind you about the Hope Club. The Hope Club is people that believe in New Hope Radio. They support it for $3 a week. How easy, right? Every Friday, just send off $3 to New Hope Radio. 
Go to newhopecc.tv, click on the giving button, scroll down to radio, commit $3 a week. We don't check on you. It's an honor system. We're not going to follow you around, check on you. We're not going to kick anybody out of the Hope Club. You're on your honor. And commit $3 a week. Put in your information, your email. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you'll get an audio file devotional in your email box. It's about five or six minutes long. And Tuesday, you'll get a Tuesday challenge. And that is going to challenge you to live in what you're hearing in the devotionals. See, that's how we grow. If we don't abide and apply the scriptures, eh, we're not going to grow. It's just a nice story time. We don't need story time. We need to grow. We need to grow into Christ-likeness. Okay? So join the Hope Club. And if you're in it, thank you so much. You allow us to be here. And maybe tell a friend. It could be a Christian. It could be a non-Christian. Sometimes non-Christians, once they hear the Word of God, they get right on board. Everybody has a struggle. Everybody has something that dealing with that they're dealing with. So tell them about the Hope Club. And they might say, wow, I can, I, can, I can handle this, and this is helping me. It's all we want to do. We want to help people. We want to help people find Christ, find forgiveness, find eternal life that God offers. Hey, Sunday at New Hope Church, you know what we're talking about? We're in a series called Jesus Said What? You know what Jesus said this week? I'm getting married. <laughs> Jesus is getting married. Did you know that? Oh, yes, he is. He's getting married. And we're going to see this Sunday that Jesus is getting married. Guess who he's getting married to? You're probably not going to believe it, but you're going to have to tune in. Now, you can come to church on Route 6 in Mass, New Hope Christian Church, or you can catch us online at newhopecc.tv. We are on Facebook and YouTube. At 9 o'clock. We're streaming at 9. You can always catch the program later on anyway in our archives. You can do that if you can't make it at 9. It'll be there on Facebook. And it'll be there on YouTube as well. But I'll tell you what. Jesus is getting married. You don't want to miss it. Uh, yeah, I tune in. I try to get here. Got great worship in person. Great live in person worship. You can't beat it. Worship online is okay, but worship in the house of God, that's even better. You can't beat it. So listen, you have a great weekend. Think about the things that you hear, like we said. Meditate on the scriptures that you're hearing. That's how you grow. That's how you become like Jesus. Have a great weekend. Don't forget, New Hope Radio is on the radio 3 o'clock on WARV every Saturday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time for more.